0: of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, your money, your work, your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour. We are Ramsey Personalities, and we are your hosts, your guides this hour. It is a free phone call to jump in, 888 825 888 825 5225 Tucson, Arizona is where Tiffany joins us. Tiffany, how can we help?
1: Hello. Um, Yeah, I had a question in regards to life insurance. So my husband gets 10 times his salary through his job, but we recently had a family member who got cancer and ended up having to quit their job, and with that, you lose your life insurance. So my question is... When you have employee-sponsored life insurance, should you have additional on the side? And if so, how many times your income should you get? I would also like to add, you do have a special needs son, so we have to keep that in mind when we're looking into future planning.
2: it's mm. oh, a great question, Tiffany, and clearly that family scare uh, has led you in the right direction, and you're exactly right. I want you to have term life insurance outside of your employer for that exact reason. We don't know the future of his career if he leaves one day, and that puts your family in a lurch because guess what happens if he leaves eight years from now? Well, now his term life insurance is much more expensive to buy eight years from now than it is today.
1: Yeah.
2: And so I would get 10 to 12 times his his, uh, income in a term life insurance policy outside of your employer regardless of how much he has with his employer. Look at that as as icing on the cake. That's the gravy.
1: Okay. All right. And if I could just say – I make my thirteen year old thirteen year old listen to me listen to this with me all day. So I just want to say hi to Natalie. I did call in.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's awesome. What what's the name again?
1: Natalie.
0: Natalie. Shout out to Natalie. Shout out to Natalie. Thirteen more thirteen year olds yeah. listening. Yeah, that's awesome. Good, so you turn them into adults right yeah. there. Hey, Natalie, your mom is a rock star. Absolutely. Don't roll your eyes at her for at least a month. All right. There it's one of those go.
2: you go. My mom made me listen to this show growing up and now I'm a millionaire with a paid-for house at 30 years old. Gosh, so angry at you, Mom. <laughs> it's so true.
0: You know, good problem to have. Oh, man, I'm trying to think of, like, the programs or things that I, like, had to listen to. It's a different world. You know what I mean? You're telling me you don't go home and force your kids to listen to three hours of you on the show today? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? The kids already think I'm uncool and irrelevant. Well, do I need to give them more evidence? Gosh. You know? I think you're so cool, Ken. Thank you very much. How do much. they not see it? <laughs> I'll help them get there. George, one of these days you're going to have some little camels, and then they're going to be medium-sized camels, yep. and they're going to no longer think you're cool, no matter what you do.
2: I heard Will Farrell's family doesn't think he's funny, and that gave I, me great peace. I
0: heard that interview. I think that was with, I um, forget what podcast that was on, maybe the Armchair. Uh, w- with Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Yep. He did say that. He says, my kids don't think I'm funny. And I almost pulled the car over on that one. I was like, how can you not think that Will Ferrell's funny? But the, the positive of this is, is no matter what, we get, we're very blessed to get to do things very publicly, and people sure. say nice things about us. Um, and, and But when you go home... Humility is there for waiting for you yeah, at home. Yeah, I've had people ask on podcasts before, like, how do you stay grounded? Uh, I have three teenagers. Nothing will ground a person. That like is, dealing with teenage problems, George. They are like human gravity to you, Kelly. Oh, Just man. keep you on this earth. I'll tell you what they are. They're human human sinking funds. Oh, that's true. Recent data came out. You know how much it costs to raise a kid now? Have you seen this I number? I saw this. Was it? Was it $300,000 is what they're To are 17, 18 years old? To 18 years of age, it's going to cost you three hundred grand per kid. If that's not a reason to do these baby steps, I don't know what is. I, 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 two, I, that's why I bring it up. That's Per kid. Per kid. Three kids, that's a million bucks. Do you need to step out right now and call Whitney?
2: I'm having some heart palpitations. <laughs> Second thoughts. I thought dogs. How much were is a French Bulldog? French threat. Bulldogs are probably close to that. They are born broken <laughs> and very needy. Goodness
0: gracious. Born broken. Born. born broken. You are gonna get hate mail for that. Because there are a bunch of French Bulldog loving clubs out there that are gonna come Listen, at you hot on Ken, that con. You combat. know what happens when you when you're you know purebred? What? No. You know what that means? What? He kept it in the
2: family, and things start to go haywire in the gene pool there. So they're born with you know, hip dysplasia. They've got all the
0: spine issues. Really? Both of your dogs? The flat
2: faces, the brachial, the breathing issues. Well, yeah. everybody
0: loves the faces. Part what, of it is Are curious. both of your dogs broken, or are they okay? They're fine. They got a clean bill of health? They
2: have their issues, but don't we all? Wow.
0: Well, it's fine. All right. right, we're
2: doing. Thanks for checking in, Oscar. All right.
0: Hey, we're taking your phone calls, all right? Money calls. Maybe it's about paying for your dog's bills right? We need more calls about dog ownership. We need more calls about dogs and and animals and things of that nature. Uh, Let's get to the phones. Huntsville, Alabama is where Tyler is. Tyler, how can we help? Hey, how's it going, guys? Well, we're having a blast here, Tyler. What's up?
3: That's awesome. So, uh, me and my wife are sort of wondering. We um, finished our baby steps, did Financial Peace University, but I guess we're on our last step, and that's what do we do with our mortgage? So. We just had our first kid about two months ago. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. He's a fine young man. Um, so we're, we're, we're trying to, we know, we, um, we know we're going to move in the next three to five years. Uh, our school zone isn't the best, um, but we live in a great neighborhood and everything. Uh, we're just kind of wondering, do we snowball our mortgage or do we just continue putting in savings?
2: How much money do you have in the
3: bank? So we have about 40,000 in savings.
2: So that's plenty. That's probably beyond your 6-month emergency fund.
4: Oh yeah. I okay. hope
2: so. Well, beyond the 6 months, I would use any of the extra money to throw at the mortgage and pay this thing down. What's left on the mortgage?
3: 250.
2: Okay. And what's your income?
3: Uh 170 combined, give nice. or
2: take. Love it. So the question well, is more, how many yeah, years correct. would it take making 170 to pay off 250?
3: So we averaged it up. We're putting about 3000 a month in savings. So, about what, what are you years. saving for? <laughs> That's a great question, you know. Uh, uh, I, I ask her that all the time. <laughs> is, <so> is that... <laughs> I don't have a say. So, uh, so mama's
0: deciding where the money's
2: going. Is this a security gland flare-up? Is that what's happening? She's going, we need more money. We need more money. What if something happens?
3: Yeah, it's well when she got started with the baby steps it it, it kind of just it spiraled out of control we we became real conservative with our money we started doing everything and that's just the way life became um you know we got everything we want it seems i'd love a new truck but you know we we vowed never to go back in debt over a vehicle again well
2: you can pay um, cash for a truck
3: yeah and that's that that may come so with the newborn um i've got a forerunner and it's great um it's newer it Will have no issues and may hopefully last forever. But she's got a small Jeep and it is not um, a, a kid friendly vehicle. So,
0: well,
2: let's we upgrade mama's vehicle.
3: To a, yeah, that's what we're looking at. There, there. we
0: go.
2: So that's part of it. You know, we balance these things out. We don't have to put every dollar onto the mortgage. We have to look at what our upcoming goals are in life, and part of that is upgrading the cars. So let's do that and start attacking the mortgage. And how cool would it be three to five years from now when you move, you have a paid-for house, and you roll all of that equity into the next one or maybe even pay cash. Start dreaming about that with
0: your wife, and I think that will give her a little bit of peace about the future. And you never know what's going to happen three to five years from now. So it's always a good strategy to keep paying on the house, after you take care of these vehicle needs and stuff like that. So congratulations, Tyler. He seemed remarkably rested for a man with a two I know. month old. I was impressed. Uh but as he said, he has a fine young man there. Fine so young man. Congratulations on that. Hey, don't move more Ramsey show right around the corner.
5: One of the most common pieces of advice I give folks trying to get out of debt is to sell the car. And I get it. That's easier said than done. Selling a car takes a lot of time and hassle unless you use CarWiser. CarWiser is a completely free service that gets you the best offers instantly from dealers around the country. And it couldn't be simpler. Just enter your vehicle information and boom, you got offers to choose from. So go to CarWiser.com. That's CarWiser.com. Welcome
0: back to The Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life, your money, your work, your relationships. He's George Campbell. I'm Ken Coleman. We're together for you this hour. The phone number is 888 uh, 825 George, we've met thousands of people in our time here. Uh, and it's a pleasure to work with people. And uh, we've talked to thousands of people on air. And uh, it's always amazing when people have great accomplishments like losing a bunch of weight or uh, finding that dream job or overcoming mental health issues and moving forward. And uh, that's why we love uh, our SMART conference where we have a full day where we look at Uh, all of those areas of life and bring people transformational content. Uh, The next Smart Conference, very exciting. It's going to be here before we know it, George. Dallas, Texas, Saturday, October 22. Less than a month away. Wow. Uh, Are you wearing a cowboy outfit or anything? I can't give any spoilers, but... There's going to be some fun things besides all of the great content. It's our most entertaining event we do on top of the most breadth of content. Yeah. Ramsey Personalities, Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, uh, George Camel, Dave Ramsey, myself, uh, all on the stage to give you a smart plan for your money, your career, your personal growth, your relationships. Uh, Join us live in person October 22. Get your tickets before they sell out. RamseySolutions.com slash events. RamseySolutions.com slash events to reserve your seats today. Are we allowed to talk about one of the things that we're going to be doing as a group, all of us together? Oh, we
2: can tease it. I don't even know if it's official, but I like teasing it. Speak so, it into existence. What are they
0: going to do? I don't know. Don't do that again, Ken. I mean, the team seriously. involved
2: is not listening right They're now. They're not listening. So we're safe.
0: Well, we're going, to be, we're going to be having a moment, a recreation of a, a very well-known game show. Is that enough? I'll good way leave to put it, it, it at that. One of the most popular, long-standing uh, game shows. We're going to bring it live. All the Ramsey personalities together on the stage. Smart conference. How about that for wait. setup?
2: I can. The guys
0: wait. in the booth don't even care. They're not listening at all. James could care less. That wasn't even close to controversy. He's muted us by now. Yeah, he, he, absolutely. He's running. He's running a best of right now. We don't even know what's happening. Uh, all right, back to the phones we go. Seattle, Washington is where Sydney joins us. Sydney, how can we help?
1: Hi guys, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm a huge fan of YouTube Root Beer Float. There it is. You. There thank it is, you, Sydney. Sydney, may I ask, uh, is George
0: the vanilla ice cream or the root beer, or or am I of well, the root beer float? What, how do you break that down?
1: I say you are the vanilla ice cream.
0: There, there we go. That's what I called it. Ken, you're so smooth. I, I well, we won't spend any more time on it, but she has spoken. The fans have spoken, and thank thus you, we Sydney. go forward. Sydney, thank you for that. How much? How can we help you? Actually, how can we help today?
1: Okay, so um, just given the background, I'll give you guys in a minute. I would like to know if I should sell my car and downgrade and um, add some of that money towards my upgrading my husband's car. So Interesting. we. We just finished uh, Baby Step number three as of last month. Congrats. Um, thank you. So everything is all paid for. Um, so we're on Baby Steps four, five, six now. Um, and our net uh, income is about 240000 a year.
4: Wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, but given that, and now, you know, I want to be intentional with our money, so saving up for vacations and things like that in our baby steps four, five, six. Um, but now I don't know if I should sell my car and downgrade my car and get him a better car because he's um, had his car since 2011. Um, it's running fine, but it's been having a lot of problems, so we have to fix it a few times now and it's time for an upgrade. And now, Sydney, hit me straight here.
2: Like... What's your car worth? And it's paid for, you said. My
1: car, if I, if I sell it now, when I looked it up in Kelley Books, it's about 45000
2: Well, for your income, it doesn't sound like this is an issue. You have $20,000 coming in of take-home pay every month. Right. So, so I I'm would saying, rather you take I control of that. <laughs> yes. It's not worth selling your car. That's, your car is not the issue.
5: Okay. So yeah, how much it's just of that a patience 20, issue?
2: Yeah, how much of the twenty can we now set aside for his upgrade car? Five, ten thousand yeah, a month? It Fifteen thousand a month?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well okay. which
2: one?
0: Like what is the amount that you're thinking uh, that you guys need to spend to upgrade his car?
1: Um, if we sell his car we'll probably get like three thousand. So I want to maybe like thirty thousand car. Right.
2: Let's have that be the goal. How quickly can we save up $30,000, making 20000 a month? The answer is a couple months. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. But I want to save for vacations and things now, too, that we're out of debt.
2: Well, you can do that with a yeah. sinking fund in your budget. Are you going on vacation okay. next month or six months from now?
1: No. Probably more than that. Okay. Longer than that. So
2: let's say we want $10,000 six months from now. We divide 10 by six, and that gives us our number we need to save each month. Mm-hmm. And by the way, once you save up and buy this car, you've now freed up all mm-hmm. that money you were saving to go towards other goals. That's true. So this is a non-issue okay. with your income. If you were making 2000 a month versus twenty, it would be a different conversation. You guys have an amazing shovel that all of your goals will happen very quickly because of that.
1: Okay. So don't guess, sell your car. Um, you know, we're so used car. to being in the tight budget. <laughs> it's like, oh, what do we do now?
2: We move from intense to intentional once you get to baby step four, and that's what you guys are doing. So still follow a budget to a T every month, allocate those dollars, and the goals will change each month depending on what's happening. Mm-hmm. But those sinking funds that should give you sense. peace
0: that you're not going to wake up and go, we don't have money for a vacation all of a sudden. Yeah, you got this, Sydney. And congratulations on the discipline, the diligence to get where you are now it's just a slight change not in the discipline but in the outlook and 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 you guys can do this so keep your nice car my goodness uh but what a what a nice lady willing to downgrade her car for the hubs Wow! i don't know know. would stacy do that I wouldn't want her to. Yeah, agreed. I wouldn't want her to.
2: I think the wives should always drive the nicer car. That's a hundred, just a personal stance I have.
0: Uh, that would be true in our marriage. It, it, it was. Now we're in a situation where both have you know nice cars, but it was always like she was the one, you know, and still is. You know, she's the key Uber driver of the Coleman household. Oh yeah. So you know you got they got friends, you know. But as we've said before on the show. Uh, when you have kids, and there's, I, I, I want to park here for a second because we get this call on a regular basis of people feel this pressure to have a super nice, super new, fancy car when kids start arriving.
2: Oh yeah, under the guise of safety and reliability.
0: Right, which you know, a ten year old car. There's, you know, besides the forty seven airbags, I'm sure they could prove and point to, but but the point I th- always try to make with people is. Once those kids are toddlers and they start getting snacks like goldfish and Mott's applesauce and all that stuff, that's everywhere. Your super nice fancy new car, everything's just sticky and crunchy. Is nothing more than a dumpster on wheels. Okay, this is. I'm not trying to scare kids, uh, scare people out of kids, but they're scaring me right now as an OCD, you know, clean freak. Are you aware of how much a kid can destroy a car in a two-hour road trip with the with the little uh, oh the fruit uh, the fruit chews. Uh, on a summer day they drop them in the car you you go out i'm going to have plastic wrap all the over ca- the
2: car <laughs> just so
0: i can just <laughs> grab it all and throw it away after the road trip right so if Life i hacks, so yeah. my point is this if i'm working through the baby steps i'm going to get the most affordable budget conscious car possible it gets that is you from dependable that gets us from a to b cuz the kids are going to destroy the interior of the car anyway but right. don't go
2: into debt on a depreciating asset under the right. guise of reliability. An 04 Corolla is about as reliable as it gets.
0: It is. The truth is, they just want to look
2: good yeah. while they're at
0: it. Yeah. Didn't you drive a Corolla?
2: I had a Civic, an 09 Civic, oh, a up Honda until Civic. a few months ago. Yeah. I love that car.
0: What is the uh, uh, brand maker of the Corolla? Uh, Toyota. There it is, George. You've come a long way. I'm learning. Folks, uh, six months ago, he would have said... Toyota. <laughs> and the team made fun <laughs> of me because
2: yeah. of my speech... Impediment, I guess is oh, what you stop want to call it. it. That's, hey,
0: that you do not, don't you do that? You don't have an impediment. You just didn't know how to My say My parents it. aren't from this country, Ken. okay Oh boy, I'm pulling that card now. <laughs> hey, I'm out. I'm backing away slowly. Caramel or caramel? Uh, caramel. Close enough. Yeah, there it is. Hey, those searing topics plus your calls coming up. Don't move. This is the Ramsey Show.
5: Identity theft, ransomware, data breaches, phishing scams. The cyber world has gone crazy, and you have to be protected. That's why the only plan I use and recommend is through Xander Insurance. They combine smart cyber protection and prevention services to reduce your risk and have a dedicated team of experts to take over the work if you do become a victim. Go to xander.com or call 800-356-4282.
0: Welcome back, America. You've joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, George Campbell. We're here together for you. 888 825 Let's get back to the phones. Bonnie joins us now in Huntington Beach, California. Bonnie, how can we help?
1: Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I just have a quick question, hopefully. I've been using the monthly budget um, app. And I just want to make sure I'm using this correctly. I've been using it for about three months. Awesome. Um, Are you talking about every I, dollar?
2: Our budgeting app?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. You got it.
2: Just want to make sure.
1: And yeah, no problem. And I got the um, I able to allocate every dollar for each month that I'm expecting to receive, as well as allocate to each bill. However, my question is, what about the 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 money that is there from the prior month? there shouldn't be any extra money that's not being allocated, correct?
2: Yes, you want it to be equal zero. Income minus expenses equals zero. So you're saying you are under budget in certain categories and that creates a surplus?
1: Yes, so that's where I'm I'm misunderstanding is I know what I'm expecting every month and I know what bills are going to be allocated for every dollar and then I budget for every category but there's other money around that I'm not sure. So what categories
2: like, do you have surplus in? For example, are you budgeting 200 for groceries, but you're spending 150 by the end of the month, and that leaves a correct, $50 correct. surplus?
1: No, actually, so, so I do that, but it seems like I need to make sure, because I'm only budgeting what I'm expecting as far as income goes.
2: So are you getting more income than you think?
1: It. There could be just residual money that's been sitting there from prior months. That's what I'm thinking.
2: Okay. Well, you can allocate that to your next goal. So put a line item in your budget and throw that at your debt. Or where are you at in the baby steps? Are you paying off debt?
1: Uh, yes, I'm in step two.
2: Great. Well, it's a good problem to have to have too much money versus not enough at the end of the month. So okay. I would take that it chunk of money and throw it at the debt. And you can put that in your budget line item as debt payoff.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to see maybe I should be able to um, get a full total of what I have in my account and then budget every dollar because I'm just doing what I'm expecting as far as income comes in.
2: Well, do it based on what actually ends up in your bank account. So if you budget $1,000 for your check and it's 1020 well, you can go in and adjust your line item for that piece of income.
1: Got it. Got so it's it. that simple.
2: Okay. Yeah. But you're doing great. I love that you're so hyper-focused and got this budget dialed in that tells me that you are gazelle intense and that this debt's going to be paid off. Yeah, so way to go. Really
0: awesome. Sticking she is on her way. And it
2: takes about three months to get that budget uh-huh. dialed in. So don't give up if you do it for a month and you go, oh, I messed it up. Guess I'm not meant yeah. for budgeting.
0: Yeah, and I like what you said. you got to remember that the budget is a—it's um, not an immovable object. It's a flexible object. You know, so if something changes, we have to change the budget. Exactly. All with the eye of making sure that we aren't spending more than is coming in. So great stuff, Bonnie. Appreciate the call. Abby's up next in Phoenix, Arizona. Abby, how can we help?
1: Hi. So my boyfriend and I went to see you guys when you guys came back in like September 12th.
2: Oh, great. Um, Building wealth. Fun times. Thanks for coming.
1: it It was definitely a good time am um, and so he is the financial guru between the two of us and so we're tapping. he doesn't have any debt so we're trying to get mine under control and the subject of the 401k came up and i told him i was contributing 10 percent. and so he told me like until my debt is under control we need to stop with um contributing to my 401k he said you know it's fine for now zero percent you know until we get it done and so I changed it and then I got a second opinion from my brother and he said he's like well they match four percent why don't you just continue to put in that four percent like you haven't seen it anyway, because you're at 10 it's not going to make that big of a difference so
2: I'm curious, I, why go for the second opinion? Did you agree with your boyfriend? Because it sounds like you just disagreed and you wanted someone to validate what you think you should do.
1: I honestly didn't know like what was the best option. But he my boyfriend has said the same thing where he said like, no, like zero percent is the way to go until we finish everything. But if you feel four percent is what you need to do, then fine take he's like, but is just gonna continue to allocate, and we're going to drag
2: on this process even more. Oh, I I get it. And, you know, if you look to the culture, you get culture-like results. And we're all about living counter-culturally. And so you're right. It sounds crazy to go to 0%. When you get the 4% match, it's free money, right? That's what you're thinking. That's what your brother thinks. And he's not a stupid guy, and you can do that, but you're not going to get out of debt as fast as if you pause to go down to zero. And it puts a fire under your butt, because guess what? You want to go back to investing, don't you?
1: Yeah,
2: And so what does that do? It fuels your debt-free journey because now you're extra excited to get back to investing plus you have a bigger pile of money to throw at the debt. Right. So you can do your plan and live your truth but we have a plan that's worked for 10 million people and I would encourage you to follow your boyfriend's advice in this regard and go to 0% for a short period of time. So how long is it going to take to pay off your debt if you went to 0%? Uh, if, well, if I stay super, it's also
1: just in, by next
2: December. Next December. So we're talking a little over a year. You'll be completely debt-free. Will you have a fully funded yeah. emergency fund, or is that going to be another six yeah. months after that? No,
1: I'm fully
0: funded. Do you have a? Are you working full-time?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, have you considered having a, a part-time job, maybe adding 20, 25 hours a week to make even more money to make that December next year turn into maybe summer, maybe less? <laughs>
1: Um, I can pick up extra shifts at work, and so I start to do that, and see like how much more we can add to it. So
2: good, we I love it.
1: Allocated it to Good.
2: Them. Just well, consider for, that.
1: Yeah,
2: okay, yeah could, set an aggressive go goal and That's, say, hey, a year from now, I want to be debt free with a fully funded emergency fund, and I want to get back to investing. And when I do, it's not going to be ten percent; it's going to be fifteen percent. And that money compounded as a young woman over the course of your career. Man, you're going to be in great shape. So this is the one time I say I agree with the boyfriend. It's pretty rare on this show. Oh, really? Do you yeah. have
0: a, a pattern of calls where you don't agree with the well, boyfriend? Sometimes
2: the boyfriends, you know, they, they can be knuckleheads, but this guy's got a good head on his shoulders, yeah, well. so keep him around.
0: Yeah, he's paying attention to the Ramsey plan. She kept saying we, which were, I thought they had I got a little nervous, finances, yeah.
2: but it sounds like he's just kind of acting as a financial coach.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what I think he's doing. I think he's playing the long game. That's what I think.
2: Here. You take a, a girl to a Ramsey event. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you put a mm-hmm. ring on it. That's how
0: it works. I think he's going, before I put a ring on it, I want to make sure that she uh, takes care She's of on business. Uh, you know, let's get rid of the debt. I think this guy's a very, very smart young man. I love Because him. we know that money issues contribute to a lot of divorce, right? If you see, you don't see eye to eye. Money fights and money problems. Money fights, One money problems. One of the top problems. causes
2: of divorce. Yeah. You know what was encouraging, Ken, at the Building Wealth events we did all over the country, but especially in Phoenix, was how many young
0: people there were. I did notice that.
2: Our crowds tend to be, you know, we're talking late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. There were so many people in their 20s who have been listening for years. And it gave me great, great faith in the current generations, the next ones. There are some amazing young folks out there who want to get on board, who want to do this plan.
0: You know, I'm glad you said that. And I, I, you know, as a Gen Xer, you know, middle-aged guy. I, I get a little weary of people you know that have poo-pooed on the millennials for a long time, and now Gen Z, which is you know in the workforce, you know they're in their young twenties. These are not children and anymore. They're not. But I will also tell you that the younger generation, Gen Z, in particular, is very, very conscious of the world around them. There's some really interesting trends just on what they believe about the world and and human value. But then, uh, very financially aware and responsible. Not interested in debt. That's why you're seeing, in some cases, college enrollment. uh, Not in some cases. It's dropping dramatically. And these kids are looking at student loans. They're looking at what they've seen, what they've grown up with, and they're going, I don't know that I want that. And I think that plays into why you're seeing a lot of young people uh, listen to the show. uh, In a previous hour, Uh, we had a 13-year-old listen to the show. That's right. And uh, these kids want a great future, and they see being able to be independent of anybody else, and financially secure and independent, they see it as something that is really attractive. So you're right. It's encouraging. Good on you young people. Uh, Thanks for listening. Feel free to call in. He's George Camel. I'm Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. We're thrilled that you're with us. 888-825-5225. 888 5225 Let's uh, stay right here, George, in our backyard, Nashville, Tennessee. Allison is on the line. Allison, local. How can we help?
1: Hey, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I just have a quick question about what to do with some side hustle money. So a little bit of background. My husband and I both work full-time and have salaries um, we have completed through baby step three so we've got a fully funded emergency fund no debt other than the house so awesome. I started picking up some freelance design work and I'm making anywhere from six hundred to twelve hundred dollars a week nice. So I'm wondering if yeah and so I'm wondering if I should then take a portion of that after I save of course a little bit of that for taxes. Um, should I do fifteen percent of the side hustle money also towards retirement or should I just take all of that and throw it towards the house and try to knock it out quickly?
2: I love it. I mean, if you if you look at this as extra money and not part of your traditional income, I love the idea of you getting intense on the house and throwing it towards that. If you okay. guys are on track for retirement. Now, if you look up and you go, you know what? We haven't done a great job up until now investing for retirement. Let's use that money to max out the Roth IRA, to fully fund the 401k. I'm good with that, too. It's, a, it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure at that point.
1: Okay. <laughs> are you guys on track yeah, for retirement? Sure. So we are both investing up to our match, uh, which is 5% in our 401k. So we're uh, the next step is to up that to 15%. Oh, you're so not at 15% salary- yet. No, okay. so I'm saying with our salaries we'll do 15%, but should I also do 15% of the extra money from the side hustle as well?
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say it's an option. And like you mentioned if you okay. really want to pay off this house, then it's totally okay to throw all of that money towards the house. And like you mentioned, I would set aside 30-35% for taxes. Absolutely. Cuz yes. those will be a sh- big shock because you're making 5 grand a month. Of self employed income, and the government wants their piece of the pie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe it
1: is set aside. Yeah,
2: you save that at the (laughs) end of the year. You look up, and we are all right. We know what we're going to be paying in taxes, or make sure you're doing quarterly Mm -hmm. estimated payments to the IRS. They love Mm -hmm. that when you're making this kind of side hustle money. And beyond that, I'd be throwing it at the house. And if you're on track for retirement, just
0: use your salary to invest 15%. Love it. Thank you so much for the call, Allison. All right, Birmingham, Alabama is where we go. Chance is there. Chance, how can we help?
4: Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Hey, um, I always had a question about starting a business potentially, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many details you need. I'm 20. I just turned 29. My wife is 27. We are debt-free, including our home. Um, we got some money put back. I have many talents. So I just don't know how to zone in on what I need to do.
0: <laughs> as far um, as I, you talking about a career or a business, what are we what are we looking at?
4: Well, just starting, another, starting a business right now. I'm, I'm in uh, x-ray and MRI. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in orthopedics. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know, you know, I wanna, I kind of have a feeling I need to start something, but I don't know what direction to go in. Yeah, well, let's, let's do kind of this. Yeah. yeah, sure.
0: Well, I'm just going to kind of dig a little bit with you. So have you had a few ideas that tend to kind of keep popping back up and you're just not sure about them? Yes. Um, That's where I want to start. I, what are the ideas, the business ideas that are maybe the top one or two? Hit me with them real quick.
4: Um, I thought about going into plumbing, potentially. Okay. I am a journeyman plumber. I'd have to advance to a master okay. in order to go all the way with that. Okay. Um,
0: What's the other but idea? I love,
4: I love flipping things like buying and selling stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I do really good in some area of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I love helping people. I like seeing progress. All right, that's um, what I want to lock in on. So
0: we'll we'll leave plumbing to the side, and we'll leave flipping to the side. And when it okay. comes to coming up with a business idea, I work with a lot of people on this, and the, and we start with, who are the people you most want to help? I'm going to ask you three questions. That's the first one. Who are the people you most want to help? The problem or desire that those people have, and then the solution or solutions to that problem or desire that you get most excited about. Now, when I walk you through that, your your brain begin to visualize some things. And I want you to just tell me. Describe the people that you would most like to help.
4: Okay. Uh, the people would be anybody, and that would be people that are looking for something. No. Like they're searching, for whether it be a car, whether it be... Um, you know some type of just something for sale that they're looking for um you know somebody in need of something okay what do you whether it be a tractor a car all right we got to you know, go yeah. deeper okay? because the
0: answer can never right. be anybody yeah. all right because we don't we don't start a business that serves if i said to you uh hey i got a friend who's got a business and you said to me uh well that's cool so uh yeah. who he serve and i said everybody you would be be okay. Okay. That's not possible. Okay. (laughs) You get it now. All right. Uh So here's the deal. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get into sales, all right, if you want to sell something in the, in the form of a product or a service, okay, you still have Uh to get clear on what that is. And then that will determine the audience. So we can back into this with those three questions. So if you what tell me something that I think I've heard the answer, I think I've heard cars, but something that you would get excited about bringing to somebody as a solution, you helped them get this, you'd feel pretty jazzed about it. What would it be? Um,
4: a deal. <laughs> I want somebody to get a deal on something like they, they feel like they've got a good price on something. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm trying to it I does answer the question. I don't know. Well, you're thinking Maybe too hard.
3: Maybe you said you heard it. <laughs> no,
0: I think you're thinking too hard. Is what what's happening okay. here? I, I think. Am. I th- I know. I can tell. You see, you're a guy who's not uh, lacking ideas. You're lacking decision. Like I gotta decide. I gotta drop sure. anchor. And uh, so what you're speaking sure. to is is what I call mission results that you are motivated by. You are motivated okay. to serve people in a way that allows them yeah. to make a quality purchase. Quality meaning it's effective and it's cost-effective, meaning it helps them and they got the best deal possible, and you were the conduit for that. Am I right? Yes, sir. All right, so that means you're going to be in the sales, I think I think a business where you are selling a product or service. So now you're exercising, and I'm not going to make you do this on the air, But the exercise for you is to determine what product or service that you get most excited about, which is why I asked the question, the people you most want to help. So if you can go, well, Ken, man, I'm really excited about providing... um uh, uh, water relief or, you know, when something floods or whatever, yeah. you know, or I get, I'm just making yes. that up. But then we go, okay, well, then who are the people that you want to help? Well, people who've had some type of, of disaster in their home and they're freaking out and they want to get a, a good person who's who they can trust, who isn't going to rip them off, is going to come in there and help them get the problem fixed. Do you see how I backed into that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So your exercise and your homework assignment, I'm going to give you some tools to help you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you my okay. get clear assessment. Okay, which is very okay. personal in nature, but it's a 20-minute assessment, selling like crazy at RamseySolutions.com. This assessment is going to allow you to see what you're most talented at, what you love okay. to do, and then the results that motivate you. In other words, talent, passion, and mission. And it's going to fill out a purpose statement for you, and that's going to help yes. you ideate business ideas based on that purpose statement. I'm also going to give you my best-selling book, From Paycheck to Purpose, which will help you in this process. But here's your homework assignment besides taking the assessment and reading the book. I literally want you to keep working through who are the people that my business would help the most. Make it real personal, even though we're brainstorming. What is the problem or desire that my business would help solve? And then what would be the solution... Or solutions that my business would provide. It's looking at the same thing three different ways, but it's where ideas come from. And you got to trust yeah. your heart that is throwing answers up at your brain. And you got to stop overthinking and coming up with all the reasons yeah. why one idea is better than the other. I think you got plenty of ideas. Sure. You got to listen to your heart. And your heart's going to tell okay, you sure. what you most want to I- pursue. That's, George, a very simple way for how people can begin to ideate on a entrepreneurial venture because yeah. you got to care deeply about it because it's hard and it, you can get the uh, you know analysis by paralysis paralysis by analysis
2: if we get stuck you go, i don't know what to do so i'm going to do nothing
0: so we true. have to act and figure it out on the way yeah. george Campbell you're a gentleman and a scholar wow thanks for hanging out with me to the team behind the glass led by james childs our fearless producer thank you thank you america this is the Ramsey show Do you
2: love a good day brand, Want to see the latest Ramsey show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey show channel on YouTube. Hey, it's James producer of the Ramsey show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.